This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. Uh, I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Bamboo app. Crypto Curious is your go-to source for all things cryptocurrency. Whether you're a seasoned pro or new to the world of crypto, we've got you covered. Each week, we'll break down the top news stories of the past seven days, giving you the information you need to stay on top of the latest trends and developments. Plus, we'll share quick bites of news and insights that you won't want to miss. If you're new to the world of crypto, we recommend starting in our early episodes where we break down the basics and give you a solid foundation to understand the crypto world. Join us as we explore the ever-evolving world of cryptocurrency and educate ourselves along the way. On today's episode, we'll talk about the SEC's loss in court to grayscale and the spot ETF deadline news. Twitter, or X as it's now known, application for a digital currency license, as well as a known crypto personality gets removed from his own brand for some less than honest behaviour. Plus so much in the short, sharp news bites. So please stay around to the end. My name's Tracy and I'm joined by Blake and Craig for this week's Crypto Catch Up. Hey guys, how you going? Very well, Trace. How are you? Very well. How are you going, Craig? Good, thanks. My favourite topic today, regulation, but we'll get into it. <laughs> it's always some regulation talk, but I think, you know what? It's getting interesting because it's about ETFs and exciting things that mean crypto pumps down the way. So should we crack Not in? Not financial advice. Not financial advice. Never financial advice. Let's do it because this news broke basically after we finished recording last week. <laughs> uh, the biggest news of the past seven days was another crushing defeat to Gary Gensler and the SEC, this time against grayscale investment funds. The US Federal Court ruled that the SEC acted unfairly in denying Grayscale's request to turn its Grayscale Bitcoin Trust product into an ETF. So the long-awaited decision provided a pump to the prices across the board uh, in the crypto market and even the crypto-related public equities like Coinbase got a bit of a pump. So everyone was pretty excited, weren't they, Blake? That's right. Um, so just for a little bit of context, Grayscale Investment Trust I think holds currently 3 to 5% of all the Bitcoins and it's basically like an investment fund that they're looking to get listed on the NASDAQ to be freely traded and it's going to attract a lot of capital to the space and you know this was favorable because you know previously the SEC had just denied the application uh, and now the court has ruled that they've unfairly uh, made that denial so this is very very positive for the sector um, not only um, does this help Grayscale's case but likely to help um, other applications for the Bitcoin ETFs and as we know there's about seven others that are currently, or maybe even more, that are going through the process of trying to get approved for a spot Bitcoin ETF. So, not really exciting stuff. Um, but I must say, 
the SEC will fight tooth and nail to mm. continue to kick this down the road with every lever that they have available to them. And that looks like what they've done here. They've kicked the can down the road another 30 days um, before they have to make a decision. I have no doubt they'll be um, doing it again. Mm. But since that news, the SEC has come out and said they're delaying all applicants of the Bitcoin ETF until October. So a few weeks ago, we reported on ARK Invest. They were the only one that copped the delay, but turns out all of them will now cop the delay. So this rained on the parade somewhat and the short-lived pump was, what, two or three days worth and then it just came back down to where it was before. So mm. bit of a pump and dump, Chase. Yeah. So just going back to Grayscale and what that means, their petition, um, they've been granted a petition for review and what this means is the SEC now needs to review the application again and either accept uh, the application or pick a different reason to deny the application, which will drag this out even longer, appeal the court's decision and try and get a NBAC review, which is apparently a fancy legal term. So that's the three options there. But, you know, either way, like Blake said, um, big win for the industry. And I think this just proves the fact that the SEC isn't the be-all and end-all you know, you, you can fight this. So Yeah, and it's really great to see that the court system has a level of independence here that isn't politicised like mm. you know, other, other government factions. Mm. And, and the market is still so sensitive on this news. Like this came out, bam, 5% pump. Then the other thing came out, 5% decline. So the mm. market just seems like we're waiting on what direction to take and any of these catalysts are providing, you know, huge movements. And like we said, now it's it's just been, uh, the can has been kicked down the road a little further, another 30 days into mid-October until we'll have any more information and we will keep a keen eye on that, folks. Moving on, Elon Musk's ex, formerly known as Twitter, moves closer to crypto payments with a new state licence being granted. Regulators from Rhode Island have approved X's application for a currency transmitter licence over the last week, Craig. Yeah, so Elon's spoken about making X a WeChat sort of application, which of course involves payments. But here's what you need to know about this scenario. So the licence required for companies conducting financial activities on behalf of users sending and receiving money. The license lets companies store, transact and exchange digital assets. And the license also includes service providers like crypto wallets, payment processes and exchanges. That's interesting. So mm. he's taking small steps to integrating crypto in the platform. And as we know, I don't want to be a skeptic or a conspiracy theorist, mm. but he is bullish on Doge and he has spoken about <laughs> or joked about integrating Doge. So it could be that obvious trace. Mm. What are your thoughts, Blank? Yeah, that's right. Um, initially, I think it's just going to be regular payments. Mm. Uh, but you know, over time, I think it makes sense for them to also integrate um, cryptocurrency payments as well. We know Elon is fond of, of crypto. So yeah, it just makes sense. And I think this is um, a big win. But, you know, there is, there's also competition out there. There's Cash App. Mm. Vimo. There's Vimo. Uh, PayPal. That, yeah, that all provide cryptocurrency trading and, and investing and buying and transferring. But I suppose what's different about X's proposition is that it's also a social media platform. Exactly. And this is, you know, I think maybe Meta or previously Facebook maybe approached it a little bit wrong. Um, with Libra. And, yeah, with Libra. 
Um, and it sounds like uh, Elon will execute. You know, he's the founder of PayPal. He understands mm, you know, in, internet banking mm. uh, and, and payments. And I think you know, he'll execute like he executes on everything else. Yeah. So this is important and necessary in his steps forward that Elon is pushing for X to become the everything app, which he's um, he's pushing for. And, it, and we'd expect crypto and fiat payments to become part of that. And you've mentioned obviously a minute ago, Craig Doge, he's, you know, he loves. So I think everyone's talk recently has been when he does this, what will be the tokens in there? Because everyone said X and now there's XRP and Doge and he's even hinted at Shiba at some point. So there's the guess now. What will be the crypto token that he will use? Let us know, folks. Send us an email. Well, Trace, what do you think? Do you think you might allocate some cash to Doge after this news? Or You what? know what? Um, not financial advice, folks, but I, I do potentially think Doge. And we do have a little side bet going with our with our friends uh, at Equity Mates with Bryce and Alec. And we did say at the start of the year that we did tongue-in-cheek think Doge might be one of the best-performing assets of the year. There's a, it's a bit of a joke. Uh, look, I don't know that um, he'll be making um, any headroads into this by the end of the year. Like Blake said, I think it's going to be fiat first and we won't see any cryptocurrency trading or being used on the X app for quite some time. But my money would be on Doge, personally. But he's got the, li- he's got the license, so mm. it's going to happen eventually. Who knows? And as we know, the favourite bull market indicator for me is when Doge has a pump. Mm. That's when you know that we're back. So yeah. yeah. Let's keep an eye Let's on it. Let's see. But then again, Trace, the Doge didn't move at all after this news, which I thought was very surprising. Mm. It hasn't on a lot of his comments recently. Gone are the days of Saturday Night Live where he's on there and we have like a 20% pump. It's just not like that anymore. Good times. Good times. Let's move on, boys. <laughs> it feels like there's been a long list of shady crypto characters getting their comeuppance this past year. Do Kwon, SBF and a few other dudes. But there's one who's facing his consequences over this past week. Ben Armstrong, also known as BitBoy, has been ousted from his own brand. Ben was removed from BitBoy Crypto by parent company BJ Investment Holdings <laughs> due to alleged substance abuse and harm to employees and the community. Craig, what else do we know? Yeah, so BitBoy Crypto, he's been in hot water for a long time. He actually had his media kit leaked, which actually was giving projects prices on what sort of promotion that he would give them. But what we can gather from information that's been filtered out by the staff and insiders is they've kicked him out for various reasons, harm to employees, but he's also done extensive promotion of unvetted tokens. He had a lack of transparency regarding his personal holdings and he promoted coins and tokens in his video only to sell them after his viewers started buying without disclosing his intentions. So typical grifter and, and you know, it's good that these guys are getting weeded out. Yeah. And look, we were talking about this. He was obviously, um, for those who might have remembered him off chasing down Sam Bankman-Fried as the big baddie. Remember? Well, he went over there trying to... Yeah, he was the the hero. He was the the hero. Um, And um, you might recall, folks, we talked about Ben.eth token a little while ago which popped up and um, he shielded that one to his users and that was a bit of a nail in the coffin too because that didn't go too well. But the proof is in the pudding here. We look at his views and they were up around 250,000 a year ago. They went down to 120,000 and, you know, the last six months he's only getting 20,000 views. He lost his audience. They just lost trust in him because 
of these pump and dumps. So, yeah. you know, it's good to kind of shake out this kind of behaviour from the market. And I just wanted to put it to you both that I, I feel that unfortunately we'll see a fresh bunch of this coming through. 100%. Because we're going to get, uh, you know, an influx of new retail people coming through that don't know what to look out for and there will be another bit boy Ben coming up and doing the same thing. Mm, yeah, that's definitely one of the challenges. You know, we've been in the space for a little while and we see these characters come in and out of the sector and it's quite obvious Know, they they all display similar traits about their behaviour and how they project mm. in the marketplace, and you know they they gather big followings, and it's very hard to you know convey to people that follow them that you know they might not have the best intentions, or you know they might be doing something against you know what they say that they're doing. So yeah, I think you're right, Trace. More mm. more will come through, more will gain popularity with new narratives, um, and then churn out hopefully sooner rather than later. Mm. It's a bit of a double-edged sword because, you know, back in the bull market, Bitboy would be shilling these projects that would go to do ridiculous percentage numbers because people are following the trade. And then obviously they're the ones that pump the hardest but also the ones that dump the hardest. But Bit Bitboy is obviously laughing because he's selling into his audience. Mm. Um, but as you mentioned, Trace, there's decrease in views like, Probably to do with the market cycle as well. Like the, the big, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the guys yeah. like even locally, like um, the Pacino brothers. Um, you know they produce some amazing content over the last bear market, and now the next bull market they've obviously become popular. So there'll be a bunch of new people now that are making content right now mm. that will become very popular. And in saying that though, there's great content. You can tell which ones are good and which one's not. Like I just mentioned the Pizzino boys. They're very technical. They talk about Bitcoin and ETH. But someone like BitBoy, which is shilling Ben Token, mm. like big red flags. Yeah, and, you know, I'm a really big fan of Guy from the Coin Bureau. He doesn't shill anything. He just gives you good information, you know. And, and Ben Cowan, he just ben talks Cowan, about the big two. He's very technical as well, and that's it. And we're all about the big two as well, Bitcoin, Ethereum. Like we, we talk about all these other coins on here, um, but really for noobs getting in, or even for not noobs, like – 75% of my portfolio is Bitcoin, Ethereum. Okay, with that, let's go to a break. When we come back, our short, sharp news bites. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Before we jump into the news bites, there are some crackers this week as well. A little bit of housekeeping. Blake and I are off to a crypto conference called Token 2049 in Singapore next week. This is APAC's biggest crypto conference and boasts an amazing lineup of speakers and guests. So we're very excited for this one. However, it means we won't be able to bring you an episode of the Crypto Curious next week. We will be back on deck Wednesday the 20th and we'll fill you in on all the happenings from Singapore. Now, Blake, on with the news. All right. First up, we have some bad blood between MakerDAO and Vitalik. Bad blood. <laughs> MakerDAO is a fa- very famous project that has its own stablecoin called DAI. And it's an OG crypto project. It was one of the first DAOs. Uh, they built an incredible product. It's very highly regarded. Um, and... Yeah, make a DAO. The uh, they're now pursuing an overhaul of their protocol, um, and it's dubbed Endgame. <laughs> in, in in recent days, the CEO um, has pushed for the launch of their native blockchain. You know, currently they're built on top of Ethereum, but it sounds like you know they want to become bigger. They want to customize their own blockchain for their own purposes, and the new chain that they've codenamed. New chain is apparently based on Solana's code base. So Vitalik Buterin, the founder of Ethereum, appears pretty unhappy with all of this, with the maker's decision. And as a result, Vitalik sold a bunch of his maker tokens. Um, he sold about 353 Ethereum worth, approximately half a million US dollars. Um, so yeah, a little bit of a, a little bit of an interesting one because I think the main reason that MakerDAO had such a strong community all the way through is because they they gained all the the diehard um, believers in Ethereum in the early days, and you know they've continued to be advocates for the platform um, because you know it was one of the only decentralized stablecoins, and now it looks like they're kind of um, pivoting away, yeah, pivoting away from their you know, these people that, you know, supported them in the early days. Which is why I guess uh, Vitalik's not not very happy. Mm, that's right. Another one. The court has sided with Uniswap. A lawsuit against Uniswap accusing it of rampant fraud was dismissed yesterday, signifying a big win for decentralised exchanges and DeFi as a whole. The judge pretty much said that there's no definitive determination on whether certain crypto assets are commodities or securities. Therefore, Uniswap is off the hook so that's a big win for these guys but still these rules have not been established just yet so we're just looking for clarity yeah and with these cases i really hope that precedents created that you know these platforms or these protocols are kind of treated like public goods you know kind of like a a footpath you know and if someone's dealing drugs on the footpath it's not the footpath's fault Mm -hmm. um you know so (laughs) they're not held accountable uh, so hopefully that's a good point actually yeah, yeah. I've never heard that before yeah yeah that's gold I like that bullish alright so some more bad news could be becoming evident for Binance as the SEC has filed secret court filings the SEC submitted a sealed motion containing classified information in its case against Binance the unusual move has sparked speculation about potential new allegations against the company, which is already facing charges of offering unregistered securities to the public. Experts suggest that the SEC could be trying to avoid interfering with a separate criminal investigation, potentially by the DOJ or protecting a witness or company at risk. So not quite sure about that one. As I said, it is sealed, but 
not great news there for Binance. All right. It's not all bad news for Binance. So Binance in Japan have plans to substantially increase their product offering um, from 35 tokens on their platform to over 100 um, in the near future. So in conjunction with this, the international exchange aims to collaborate um, with other local exchanges to boost liquidity on uh, traded assets. And this makes a lot of sense. The rollout follows a recent acquisition of Secura Exchange Bitcoin, which helped Binance's re-entry into the Japanese market after they encountered some regulatory issues in 2021. So yeah, it sounds like they're finding a pathway there. And I think this is always going to be the case with Binance. You know, it's going to be two steps forward, one step back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Guys, an Aussie-grown story here. So crypto casino Stake has been hacked for $41 million. So Stake is a crypto casino similar to Rollbit, which actually got famous from Drake betting on sports games and losing and it becoming a meme. So this Aussie guy started Stake. He's now the youngest ever self-made billionaire. So this guy's cleaning up. Anyway, they got hacked $41 million due to a private key leak. And they were able to reopen withdrawals just five hours after the hack. Just shows that they probably mm. have a substantial treasury That's there that can. Is that forty-one help million fund these US? Things. Isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Far out. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Wow. Crazy town. Okay, this one. The two co-founders of blockchain games developer Gala Games are currently suing each other in a Utah district court. Gala Games CEO Eric Schleim. Blah, 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 has lodged a legal battle against his co-founder, Wright Thurston, alleging that around $100 million worth of gala tokens were stolen in early 2020. On the other side, Thurston now alleges that Shymile went rogue, neglecting to seek his input while making transactions that led to a sell-off of waste of millions of dollars in company assets, or as it's known in legal terms, corporate waste. So these guys are basically going to go at each other. They both sued each other on the same day a couple of days ago and the Gala token has been hit badly. It's down 18% in the last seven days. So that's really sad when, you know, two founders end up in court. Um, we'll see how that one progresses. All right, next up from the East, we have a big win in China. Despite China's nationwide ban on cryptocurrency, the People's Court has published a report indicating that individually held digital assets should be considered legal Mm. and protected by law according to the existing policy framework. Uh, This marks a a bit of a paradigm shift in Chinese legal thought and it argues digital currency possesses economic attributes, therefore qualifying it as property. So this is a big win for the Chinese people. One of the big challenges, of course, in China that there are tight capital controls and cryptocurrency, Mm. unfortunately, um, can disrupt that. Because, you know, uh, it's not as controllable as the fiat currency in China. But, um, you know, it looks like through the court system in the East and the West that progress is being made. Another step forward for China. Absolutely. Adidas's digital arm Three Stripes Studio is launching a global digital artist residency program to support and showcase digital artists. So Adidas are really at the cutting edge of this. They got involved in the Board Ape Yacht Club collab and now they're debuting this new program during Korea Blockchain Week, which will be, I think, next week or this week. But the program will offer limited edition NFT drops and future collaborations on physical items. Mm. Mm. Good one. Yeah, I heard if they support another flunk, uh, it'll be three stripes and they're out. 
Love it. Okay, SBF Sam Bankman-Fried and Alameda Research execs received personal cash transfers from the company. Yeah, we're all shocked to hear that one. In recent filings from the FTX debtors revealed the executives from Alameda Research, including Sam, benefited from personal cash transfers from the company funds. The transfers included over $900 million to Sam, $15.5 million in cash transfers and a $3.5 million transferred to Alameda CEO Caroline who was his, probably his girlfriend at the time. The list also showed a $2.5 million payout to the American Yacht Group for ex-Alameda CEO Samuel Trabuco. So we knew a lot of cash was flying all over the place. $900 million to Sam. That is ridiculous. This is a never-ending saga. Mate, was that? Uh, it would be really interesting to know if that was ever recovered or not. Um, mm. That's just gone into the ether. Pardon that pun. <laughs> He's on fire today, folks. All right. OpenSea is developing a standard for redeemable NFTs, and they have launched four proposals for the improvement. The company's self-serve tool gives creators the option to add redeemability to their NFTs. Now, an example of a redeemable NFT is having an NFT as a ticket. So then when you go to the cinema and use your NFT to, to grant you access, it's then burnt or permanently destroyed. And that just means that you can't pass that on so no one else can enter with the same ticket. And it's kind of solves this kind of double spend problem, I suppose, but using, um, you know, NFTs for different commerce purposes. And that's it, folks, the end of the show for this week. Remember, if you're looking to DCA into the crypto market and planning to use the Bamboo app, please use the code CURIOUS for $10 of free Bitcoin to get you started. There's a link in the show notes below. Please follow us on social media, follow the Crypto Curious Instagram page or join the Facebook group. Hit the subscribe button where you're listening to the podcast right now. Tell your mates about the podcast as well. If you've got anyone interested in crypto, we appreciate the support. If you'd like to get in touch, you can do so as well by podcast at getbamboo.io. Thanks for listening and we'll speak to you in a couple of weeks' time. See you guys. Bye for now. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.